podcast listeners kind of share us. They could be a fan of more than one show. If I listen to one show, chances are I listen to seven or eight other shows and they all just happen to know each other and be on each other's shows. Welcome back to The Christian Podcaster. I'm your host, Eric Nevins. Thank you so much for being here. Of course, this is the show that introduces you to Christian podcasters and where you may just find your next favorite binge. Uh, of course, this show is always brought to you by Christian Podcasters Association. Right now, if you go there, christianpodcastersassociation.com, you can get a free membership. It's the it's our bronze level. There's some video training, three videos, all about uh, the most important things I've learned in the last, uh, let's say, four to five years of podcasting. Um, all about um, you know the, the lessons you learn, the technology you need, and uh, how to streamline your guest process. Plus, there's some cool downloads in there too. Just go to ChristianPodcastersAssociation.com to check that out. And if you're interested in growing your show, we have some other levels. Just check those out there. Today, I'm really excited about this conversation. Um, spent an entire conference in hot and sweaty Orlando with our guest today. Uh, this was uh, about a year ago, maybe. And um, he's got a great show. It's called Beyond the Rut. Our guest is Jerry Dugan. Jerry, welcome to The Christian Podcaster. Awesome. Thank you, Eric. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> so glad to have you. We had a great time there at that. That was Podcast Movement 2019, right? 19, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just last year in Orlando, Florida, uh, we finished off the whole trip eating some uh, Chinese buffet. Oh, yeah. And I still think about that because I, I got on my plane a couple of pounds heavier than when I went. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Uh, that was so fun. You, me, and Chris Darren, who's also, of course, been a guest on this show. That was we had a great time. It was good to to meet you and uh, just kind of hang out a little bit. What did you learn at that event, by the way? Oh, the, the biggest thing I learned from that event was, uh, well, two biggest things. One was the power of networking with others. And that alone forced Brandon and I to open up our recording calendar. And mm. uh, we just now finally, maybe two, three weeks ago, so a little less than a year, maybe a little over a year, depending on how you do the math. We finally have published the last episode and uh, somebody we interviewed based on meeting them at that conference. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Uh, huge. I mean, that gave us almost a year's worth of content just going to that conference. Isn't that the crazy? Was, yeah. That's crazy. I love that. What was the other thing? Uh, the other thing was just the, the, the lesson that Pat Flynn talked about, I think, on day one, and that was the biggest thing that grows a podcaster's audience is to be a guest on other podcasts. And, um, you know, we, it's interesting. If you look at it from an abundance mindset, you're not really stealing people from other people's shows. Your podcast listeners kind of share us. You know? Yep. <laughs> you know, they, they could be a fan of more than one show. And once you realize that, it's like, you know, there are these pockets where if I listen to one show, chances are I listen to seven or eight other shows and they all just happen to know each other and be on each other's shows. I'm like, no way. So-and-so is interviewing so-and-so. And like, right. how do you know that guy? So. And I always love it when two podcasters I love have a conversation, right? Like that's always the best, but you're right. So the average podcast listener listens to about seven shows. And if your show is one of those, man, what a privilege, right? That's always yeah. super wonderful. Okay. Well, cool. So you mentioned Brandon. So we haven't discussed this yet. Um, mm -hmm. I want to come back cause he's your co-host on beyond the rut. So let's come back to that. Cause I want to know a little more about you before we, we get there. Where are you, where are you from? And like, 
What do you love to do? Oh boy. Besides podcast. Gosh, so when my parents met in 1974, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Don't go that far back. Uh, I, I grew up as a military brat. So where I call home, it's kind of always a vague, you know, I wouldn't say mystery for me, but it's like, which, which place do I call home? Uh, but for the last, uh, let's see, I got out of the army in 2003. So for the last 17 years, I would say that Corpus Christi, Texas is home. I, I married into the town. Uh, but my <laughs> wife is from Corpus Christi, Texas. Turns out that's the hometown of Selena from, uh, well, the movie Selena. And uh, so that's where I've been for 17 years. And I just recently took a job in Dallas. Uh, my wife, as soon as my daughter graduates high school, she's going to move up here. But in the meantime, I'm commuting back and forth about every other weekend. All right. Gotcha. So that's uh, probably, it sounds like it might be a little tough sometimes, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Is it, has oh, it been yeah. hard? Yeah. So, uh, you know, every other week became uh, at one point at the height of uh, the first wave here in Texas, um, a, a month. It was about four wow. weeks before I finally got to go home. And then I got to go home and we made it a little bit more frequent. And then my kids started doing things like, you know, ignoring, you know, things like wearing masks and washing hands. And so they had a couple of exposure scares. So oh, then it was no. another month. And I'm like, man, you guys, wash your hands. Stay away from people who are sick. Please. Yeah, stop. It's so, <laughs> it's so hard. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, it tells us just a little bit, a little bit about you. Thanks for that. So when did you start Beyond the Rut? Uh, we started five years ago, uh, August uh 21st in 2015. I only know that because we just celebrated the fifth birthday last yeah. weekend. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it feels great. We can't believe that much time has gone by. I know. Well, that makes you an early adopter, man. People ask me sometimes, like, where is uh, podcasting going? And I told, I always say, I don't think we're at the tip of the spear anymore. Like, that might have been, you know, 2014 when, mm -hmm. like, JLD and Serial and, you know, some of those guys, Cliff, Cliff Ravenscraft. But yeah. uh, we're definitely still on the arrowhead on top of the spear, right? We're not with the industry has yet to mature. So uh, that that's what I say. So you you were really on top of it, man. That was that's really that's really early. I love that. And before that show, I had another one called Family Time Q and A, and that was really just a May. It, it was meant to showcase authentic fatherhood, authentic masculinity, and so I, I rotated a family member each week. And so one day it'd be my son, the next week it'd be my daughter, the next week it'd be my wife, and then we'd repeat that cycle. And uh, so that had been going on for about three years prior oh, to wow. Beyond the Rut starting. Um, of course, we hung it up because my kids became teenagers, and they all kind of revolted and quit on me. So They didn't want to <laughs> talk to you anymore? No, it, was, it wasn't cool anymore to be on a podcast to them. I was like, oh, come on. Oh, come wow. On. So you've uh, been podcasting for eight years. Eight years, yes. How has it changed in eight years? Oh man, um, the equipment seems to have gotten a lot better. Right? Uh, so, yeah, I'm just now finally upgrading my stuff, and I'm like, "What? Where's all this other stuff been?" And uh, so there's that. Uh, what, the network what, bigger. Yeah, that's that's good. Let's talk about networking. But did you? What have you upgraded to? Like, what are you? What are you getting? Well, uh, what's coming in the mail soon is the uh, the Zoom PodTrack P4. Oh yeah, that thing looks cool. Yes, it's kind of a blend of everything I've needed or wanted in a podcasting equipment package because it's small and portable. It could take up to four microphones because brand, uh, the, the other host of Beyond the Rut loves to get people in studio and my current mixer only takes in two microphones. So that doubles the capacity there. Yep. Uh, much cleaner sound from what I've seen. Uh, 
recording to four different tracks becomes huge, uh, especially when the co-host uh, can breathe loudly and, <laughs> and into the microphone. And that's not to dog him. It's just he's not aware of it. And, you know, so having well, separate tracks comes in handy. Right. Well, it's part of it. It's just part of learning, you know, and doing doing being a podcaster. Yeah, that sounds that's pretty great. So that'll help out, help you a lot. Plus, it looks it's really portable, right? Oh, very. It's like handheld. So that would replace my mixer, which is not handheld. And right. it also replaces my digital recorder, which is now a dinosaur compared to what's out there. Right, right. I know. Mine, the one I'm recording this on right now, is really old compared to what, <laughs> compared to that thing. And it's I only... I'm too scared to say what that piece of equipment is. Well, no, I, so I have a Roland RO5, which is what... That's what I've got. Yeah, yeah. Cliff Ravenscraft <laughs> was recommending this back in the day. And he was using it. Now he's upgraded to the Roadcaster Pro, so he uses that all the time. Yeah, that's um, probably why everybody and their grandma now podcasts with the uh, the Roadcaster. Yeah, exactly, because it's it's just awesome. Anyway, well, that's cool. So you're right; technology has totally come a long ways just in the four years that I've been podcasting, and I love it. That's so great. So, friends, here's the deal: if you're not a podcaster yet and you want to be, it's never been more affordable, right? The Zoom Track 4, uh, or what, I, that's not the exact name, but, you know, Pod Track 4 is only like 200 bucks, right? It's not that expensive. Uh, so you take that and you add yourself a USB microphone or a, you know, ATR2100, uh, and you've got $300 and you've got a really nice setup just for yourself. And then you can also use that with Zoom, I think, right? Yeah. If you want to your, with your computer. So... Yeah, some really cool stuff. Okay, so that's interesting from an old pro like yourself. What else? What What else? You said the networking has changed. It's definitely getting bigger, isn't it? Yeah, there are more people to talk with, and um, and this is probably more of a, a testament to how much I've grown and not realized it in the space. So when there's somebody new who comes along and says, "Hey, I want to start a podcast. Here's the topic. Where do I even start with equipment?" and mm-hmm. Of course, the folks who've been in it a while, we're, we're wanting to share like all the nice bells and whistles, like ah, get yourself a, a, a Rodecaster Pro, get yourself, you know, the um, the SM7B microphone, which yeah. everybody likes to call the Joe Rogan mic, right? Because he's made it popular, uh, and then we kind of ignore the thing, like the starter microphones that still work great, like the ATR2100, the Samson Q2U, are great USB microphones that just plug into your computer. And so being able to share those techniques uh, with folks or workflow questions, uh, how, you know, on our show, we batch record once a month and we've been able to get pretty much all of our guests to be okay with that. And, um, you know, we've been able to batch produce the show and, and the way that's alleviated us allowed us to keep on a weekly schedule has just been so great. But being able to share that insight with people has been huge. Um, and just seeing more and more people that I know get excited about podcasting. So five years ago, I would have to explain just about every conversation what a mm-hmm. podcast was, what does it mean? And then when shows like Serial come out uh, and make the the media popular, and then all of a sudden people are like, hey, uh, you got a podcast? What's it about? I'd love to give it a shot. I'd love to give it a listen. And a lot of my coworkers now listen to my podcast and they're oh, actually cool. recommending shows to me. They're recommending guests. And, yeah. You know, like, hey, reach out to this guy, interview him for your show because we want to hear this guy and, and we'll throw questions your way and stuff. And so having more audience interaction is also uh, just just really neat to experience. I love that. Yeah, we just crossed 50% earlier this year of people who have listened to a podcast in the United States. 
Oh, wow. Isn't that, that was, crazy? That's, yeah, that's, that's a bigger number than last time I heard it. Right. Yeah. So I think it's the uh, last number I saw was 55%. So um, we're getting there. Uh, most people have at least heard it. It's starting to become a joke. Have you heard this? Like the, it's starting to become a like, uh, yeah, everybody's got a podcast, but that's okay. Cause just the cool <laughs> people like you and me started years ago. So anyway, I love that. Um, more people out there with blogs and more people out there with YouTube channels yet somehow right. everybody thinks everybody's got a podcast. That's right. A hundred percent. Um, I, by the way, at the, the Christian podcasters association t-shirt store on Teespring, I've got, uh, I've got one that says, I love a podcaster. <laughs> and then there's one that says, uh, I'm, I'm going to make one that says podcasting is addicting because it's, oh, and there's another one that says, ask me about my podcast, which I, I thought was kind of cool. So my, my family sometimes dread uh, those moments when I start to hyper-focus on podcasting because then all I'm doing is scrolling through the internet at equipment upgrades. Yeah, right. Platforms. And then I'm telling them all about it. Like, hey, you know, there's this thing called Clean Feed. We ought to check that out. Like, no, you don't need another platform or another <laughs> piece of equipment. I'm like, Clean Feed is a software. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I know people, that's, it's one of those things. If you're, if you're uh, so you need to get your, your family, an I love a, a podcaster t-shirt. They'll, yeah. they'll like that. The family's just going to get one. Yeah. They'll understand. <laughs> Sounds like Christmas presents to me. All right. So, um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Hey, what was your most significant obstacle to getting started? Uh, the most significant obstacle was just getting started. Uh, yeah. And I wouldn't say so much for the first podcast. That one came to me out of probably running and delusional, like being lightheaded. But I would say for Beyond the Rut, getting started was our biggest challenge. There were three of us in the show initially. And we would kind of debate back and forth about what's the show really going to be about? What's the tagline? What's our target audience? And then, you know, how do we sound together? How are we going to have these conversations? How are are our shows going to be structured? And that went on for about nine months before our wives all came out and said, you know, Either you publish an episode soon or you're not allowed to play with each other anymore. <laughs> and so it, it took our wives, at least two out of the three wives, to say, look, here's your ultimatum. Do this or, or stop playing. Was it contentious? Um, more out of annoyance, I think, because oh. we would you know, be excited about this team meeting, get together, and then four hours later, be no further than we were four hours prior. And then the next week we'd meet again, we'd have all these ideas and every single one of them would be shot down by somebody else on the team. And it just felt like we weren't making forward progress until one day uh, I just kind of looked up and I turned to, you know, Brandon because the show ultimately was his idea to start. I just said, you know what? We have the capability to start the website. I'm going to build that now. All right. We have equipment. We have eight episodes already pre-recorded. Let's pick three that are good and then roll and we'll do a soft launch. And uh, it was kind of deceptive, though, if I, if I look back, because um, I had no intentions of it ever being a soft launch. Like when those three episodes went up, that was it. We were live. We yeah. Were a show. We got we were now committed to do at least 20 of these before we picked up traction. So but yeah, it took nine months just to get started. We'd met in January, maybe December of the previous year to have our first meeting about let's start a show that reaches out to men in their thirties and forties who are married with children. They have a great job, but they feel stuck and empty somehow. And they're not living the purposeful life that they wanted to live. And from there till nine months later is when we finally launched beyond the rut. And, you know, most other folks are up and running within weeks or days. 
Well, it depends. Yeah, it took me two years, so that's one reason we're doing this, <laughs> right? <Okay. laughs> took me four years. I've actually had this podcast in mind for over a year, probably a year and a half. I just hadn't had the time or the reason like to do it. But uh, so yeah, you man, if it only took you nine months, kudos to you. You mentioned it just now. I think like who is who's your audience? Who are you looking for? You're trying to help the like you said, men, kind of thirty five to forty five or so, just. Uh, if we were to describe our audience in one person, um, that person is about 35 to 40 years old, uh, male, uh, has a great uh, middle class, probably upper middle class job, uh, great position, probably good office, uh, is married, has children. And when you look at that person's life from the outside in, everything looks great. But if you're to ask that person, what are they truly struggling with or are they truly happy with life? They'll tell you if they're open and honest that they they hate their job, they hate themselves for not being a good father, um, they are frustrated that their spouse doesn't seem to love them, um, and and things are just falling apart, and they just seem stuck. Is is this all there is in life, and where do they go from there? And uh, that's who our show is aimed at reaching. To show them, here's some examples from other stories of people who've been in these ruts and where they kind of had their enough is enough moment and uh, the shifts that they've made since then. And uh, so that's that's what inspired us to start Beyond the Rut. Yeah. So, yeah. So you was that because you, it's the show you needed? I hear this a lot, right? It's, I started the show I needed. But is that because of what you guys needed or what was the inspiration you just saw? Did you have a friend that was just stuck or something like why why that kind of a blend of uh let's see now i had it on my heart to have a show or a platform that uh, reached out to men for just authentic living yeah be be yourself and mm-hmm. and not this facade of what we think masculinity is supposed to be you know the tough guy the machismo man you know the guy who's too cool to hang out with his kids that kind of like put that aside and just be you and then along comes brandon the the host of the show um He's, he's a pastor and he's realizing that week after week after week, he is meeting with different men who are all struggling with the same thing. And he just thought, if there's a way to capture this and share this with the world, um, I hope I can reach more people with that. And on top of that, you know, the person I just described to you uh, as our ideal listener is based on a real person that we know. Ah. So uh, it was kind of a blend of all these things, you know, calling I have in my heart, a calling that Brandon has on his uh, a mutual friend who struggles. And then we pulled in a third person to see if that person would like to be a part of the show. And that's what started the process to begin beyond the rut. Gotcha. Very good. Okay. Well, that sounds like a really powerful um, just message, right? Get, get out of the rut because it's so easy. Um, Napoleon Hill, which, I have sort of mixed feelings about Napoleon Hill, but I re- he had he had a book. Um, he wrote a book called Outwitting the Devil, which oh. I read in like 2015. Okay, I think you're going with uh, Think and Grow Rich. Well, everybody knows Think and Grow Rich, but he wrote a book called Outwitting the Devil, and it's a little weird because he has this whole conversation with the devil, right? I think it's imaginary. I don't think he thought he was really, you know, he's but he's he's having this conversation. And one of the things the devil talks about is these hypnotic rhythms, right? Like this idea of we, you, you get in this rhythm of life and you get up every day and you go to work and you sit in your cube or your office and you do your thing and then you go home and you 
have spaghetti on Tuesday night or whatever, and then you go to bed or watch TV, go to bed, and then you do it all over again. And even what what I loved about it is, as a theology guy, uh, he also talked about the church that way too, right? We have these kind of church rhythms, you know? And so he he really targets, they actually didn't publish it for 70, 70 years because he targets um, the rhythms of education, religion, um, and the workplace, right? That in ways that is like, oh, wow. So if you haven't read it, dude, you totally got to read it. But that, yeah. that the hypnotic rhythm thing for me was huge. It was, and that was one of the reasons, uh, you know, maybe it was premature, but when I left my job, I was like, look, I have to break these rhythms, right? I just have to get out of them. Um, and so I, I hear you addressing some of that for people. Oh yeah. Um, and the circles of the circles of life, man, that, that was Lion King right there, right? Uh, <laughs> there's kind of like four, maybe five domains in one's life that, that we have discussions around. So it's, you know, one's faith, uh, it's their family, it's their fitness, uh, their finances. And then, you know, what do they have look forward to uh, looking forward to? Uh, what do they have to look forward to? Woo! Uh, so future possibility. So those are the five F's that we talk about. And uh, it's always been there for the last five years, as, as long as we've had the show. Uh, it's only been recently that we put it into the intro of our show. We're like, yeah, 225 episodes to realize we talk about faith, family, fitness, finance, or future possibility. One uh, of those schools or more get discussed in each episode because when somebody's struggling in life, what we find out is one of those circles is out of whack. Maybe their faith isn't as regular or consistent or genuine as it should be or could be. Uh, maybe their their family connections have weakened or fallen by the wayside because they're pursuing you know, future career growth or they're, they're pursuing too much finances uh, or they've let their fitness levels drop. And so now everything else just feels like, you know, I'm not motivated to do any of this. And um, so you are know, wary of those five areas of our lives. Then we start to see that we're living a more fulfilled life. I was going to ask what change did you want to make? But it sounds like those five areas are, are kind of the things that you wanted to encourage men to, to dig into. Yeah. You know, it's um, at the end of this journey we call life before we we go home uh, that we all are able to say, you know what? I gave my best. I reached people for Christ. I grew my family to leave a legacy and and influence the next generation. Um, I stayed fit so that I can continue this mission that God put on my heart for as long as possible. Uh, The finances were there to provide for my family, but also to give back to the community of God, the kingdom of God to grow the ministry here on earth. And then uh, future possibility, not only my own personal growth, which a lot of our episodes really are geared towards personal growth, professional growth. Uh, we're also looking at just future possibility for the world here to you know look more and more like the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. I love that. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to mention one other thing too, is that what I love about you guys is you're not we were just talking about this. You're not in the Christian category, right? In IT, no. you're going more to business, right? Yeah. And, um, that was probably one of the things we locked in on in during those nine months when we were arguing week after week about what are we going to do, how we're going to categorize the show. And we knew that right away, if we put ourselves in the Christian category with the types of conversations we were planning to have, we were only going to reach our concern was we were only going to reach the Christian audience and that just didn't sit well with us. And we're like, you know, Christ isn't meant to just be kept inside this bottle. Um, we got plenty of folks. I mean, if you look at the Christian category, there's a lot of Christian 
podcasts out there. Granted, a lot of them are sermons that are, you know, converted from the live, you know, church service. Uh, but there's a lot of Christian podcasts out there already. So we thought, what if we just, you know, not only reached men to be authentic and live fulfilled lives, but we, you know, subversively put in God's word yeah, <laughs> into every yeah. episode. Um, you know, everything that we share from our perspective is what we understand of the Bible. And, you know, we're not like beating our guests over the head with it. Um, we're not demanding that, you know, our guests spout Christian type tones or, or verbiage. And we're not even like throwing scripture out there. Um, at least we're not quoting the scripture that we're quoting. We'll, we'll paraphrase quite a bit. So the message is there. And I mean, if you are a Christian and you do know your Bible, you'll pick up on these little right. nuances. Um, and, and one of the things that we get for feedback from, especially our non-Christian guests, is that uh, they really enjoy how our show brings hope to people. And it's very positive. It's very uplifting. And they're very much um, surprised by that. And then later on, after we finished recording and we've published and they've done that, they finally done their homework on us. They realize, wait, that guy with a thick country accent is a pastor. <laughs> yeah. And the other guy, he's worked in men's ministry and marriage ministry. And, and they didn't once like beat me over the head or make me feel guilty about my life or my lifestyle. Uh, and, you know, the, the, when we hear stuff like that, um, we kind of just look at each other and we're like, mission accomplished. And it, we would do like a fist bump. But now that we're like, <laughs> 400 miles apart, we're like, eh, air high five. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you're trying to do. I, I think that's a great way. And I, I wanted to talk about it because, friends, I want you to hear that. It, if you are a Christian and you want to start a podcast, you can be a Christian podcaster and not have to put your show in the Christian category, right? You, If you're a hobby podcast or you're a, I don't know, I guess there could be a Christian true crime. True crime is all the rage this yeah. year. Um, but like like what whatever – Maybe you could you could do that um, and look and still represent Christ, represent the kingdom, uh, and give yourself access to other people uh, than you than you would otherwise. So I think that's really actually super smart. So I wanted to just highlight that for our friends. Do you have a favorite episodes of your show? Oh man, I know it's um, like asking about your kids. Do you have a favorite kid? But what <laughs> it, it, does one stand out to you? There are a couple, uh, if not many. Um, for different reasons. I, I think one of the, uh, I think one of our coolest guests is someone that we know personally. And, uh, that's Sarah McDaniel. We've, I think recorded with her four times. Oh, wow. She's got the record for beyond the red appearances. Nice. So if that were a thing, she has the record. Uh, but it's not just, so I mentioned networking earlier. She's kind of like that six degrees of separation person. Uh, because of her, she's led us to folks like Carrie Oberbrunner, uh, Jeff Goins, um, the guy from Travel Tall. Um, he's another Eric. Um, oh, what's his last name? Must, anyway, he's probably uh, cool. Travel Tall. He's like seven foot tall. Traveled the world without using an airplane. Uh, really neat guy. And then um, a variety of other people. Like she's just out there meeting people. And then she's like, "Hey, Brandon, Jerry, you need to interview this guy. Here's why. Here's his story." And then boom. So Sarah has been one of those great mm. door openers for us. Uh, it seems like every time we just mention her name, there's a spike in our downloads. Oh, I love that. Well, you know what's what's cool about that? I, I want to mention this because you talked um, networking earlier. Being that kind of person, right, is so powerful. Being the person who's like willing and able to connect others to, to each other um, is really, really powerful. And so like that just really like don't, friends, don't 
take that for granted. Like become a person who networks and who shares your connections. It just, it, you can't imagine how that helps you help somebody else, but then, you know, that, that ingratiates you to them. Right. So then that maybe they send it back to you or, and it just keeps the good, the good feelings going and, and helps everybody. Yeah. And I'd say another one would be uh, Jody Mayberry. I don't know if you've met him. Uh, I know who that is, but I don't, I don't know if I've met him at all. No, you should introduce us. He's, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> he's got a network of, of podcasts. He records with Lee Cockrell, creating Disney magic. Mm. He got uh, Dan Cockrell up and running. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of Disney executives seem to go through Jody Mayberry. Uh, I met him through Jared Easley. I was a fan of, and still am a fan yeah. of, um, oh, uh, Starve the Doubts. Like, why did I blink on that one? <laughs> and, uh, but Jody is kind of, and just like Jared Easley, they're, they're noticers. You're a noticer. Like you recognize what people are doing and you kind of showcase them, you cheer them on, you, you connect them with others. And every time I've recorded with Jody all two times, uh, we learn something about his style. We learn something about his setup and that pours into us. And then he also refers us to great guests like Lee Cockrell. Um, and, you know, Jody's done an episode where he said when he refers somebody to you, he's putting his name to that referral because that's yeah. somebody from personal network, his professional network. He's not just going to refer you out to anybody. Uh, he's going to make sure that you're a good fit, that the podcast host is going to take good care of you, that it's going to give good exposure for the person he's referring and uh, good exposure for the the podcaster. And when he did, you know, I heard that episode and like a week later, he sends me an email and says, Hey, Lee Cockrell's publishing a new book. I'd love for him to be on your show. When's your next recording date? <laughs> I was just mind blown. I thought, wow, I just heard the episode where he said he doesn't just throw these recommendations out. And here is Lee Cockrell. Um, and so I bounced it off of Brandon. He was like, well, who's Lee Cockrell? I'm like, we just say yes. And I'll, <laughs> brief you up on him later. <laughs> and, uh, and so then I introduced him to Lee Cockrell and he's like, man, this guy's awesome. And we still talk about that interview where Lee, he's an hour ahead of us. He lives in Florida. He's, I believe in his seventies. And it just felt like we were sitting down in the living room, listening to story time with our grandfather. Wow. Uh, and even after we were finished recording, he's still pouring into us and that just blew our mind. And we still talk about that interview to this day. Um, and so that's, that's another one that stands out. So I guess that's three. I totally cheated here. You that's asked for good. one. I gave you three. Well, There's many. <laughs> but you taught us something really important, right? So the value of networking, like just kind of bringing home what you said earlier um, and just, and putting out there as a personal endorsement, you know, somebody that you're, you know, that you're interested in seeing their work advance, connecting people. I mean, that's just, it's powerful. And it really is what podcasting is all about. It's what yeah. makes it go around. So I, I thank you for sharing that. Um, so as we wrap up here, like what's next for you? Ah, uh, for, for the show, uh, we are <laughs> continuously looking at our goals and we realize that there are a few key ones that we just, we just don't do. And so we're calling ourselves out because our show is called beyond the rut Yeah, and we're, we're stuck in a couple of ruts. And, uh, so one of those is we made it a goal about a year ago after podcast movement to be a guest on other shows. And I, we haven't proactively done that. So, uh, and not so much to bring fame to ourselves or anything like that, but really to bring exposure to the rest of our episodes and to the people we've interviewed. Yep. Uh, so that's one thing that we're looking at. The other thing is dusting off this book we've been working on. Uh, I think we're calling it Make Your Own Path. I think that's the working title. And uh, it's 
really five years worth of actually at the time we started the book, four years worth of lessons that we picked up <laughs> podcasting. But now we got a whole fifth year to play off of. Yeah. Uh, and so we we pull from different stories from the guests that we've had and we fit it into um, how did this person make a change to have stronger faith? And what did this person do to have a stronger family life? And um, and so each of those circles, at least that's how we've written it so far. Uh, we might completely blow the thing up and rewrite it again, but uh, we definitely want to get that book published. Before that, we got to set a deadline and then actually, you know, really finalize that book. So those are probably the big two things. Yeah. Put in our more and put in this resource out there for others to read. I love that. Jerry, thanks so much for sharing with us. Hey, where can people find you? All right. You can find us on our website, beyondtherut.com. Um, don't Google us because you're going to get a whole bunch of like tips and videos on like hunting deer. Because <laughs> we didn't realize that beyond the rut also means something in hunting. <laughs> so the rut is something else. But beyondtherut.com, uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, just look us up on Beyond the Rut. Uh, we're on Twitter, Beyond the Rut. Uh, we have an Instagram, but we need to take more pictures, Beyond the Rut. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we really nailed the market on Beyond the Rut. So. That's awesome. Hey, for the record, I just Googled Beyond the Rut and I've got your podcast webpage Sweet. right there. So we finally, we finally made a difference. You're ranking. <laughs> you're ranking. That's very good if you care about SEO. Hey, Jerry, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you. It's You're you're a great guy. I need to hang out with Brandon some more maybe, but uh, I appreciate I appreciate hanging out with you. We need to have you on Beyond the Rut, actually. Uh, let's do it, man. I'm I'm ready anytime. So, um Let's let's make that happen. Uh, so thanks a lot. Hey, guys, again, uh, go check out Beyond the Rut. You're already in your podcast app. Just flip over there, find an episode, and listen. And then also, if you're a podcaster and you're not, you're a Christian podcaster and you haven't joined us on Christian Podcasters Association, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? Come on, let's go. Uh, jump in and go to ChristianPodcastersAssociation.com. You've got a free uh, bronze membership with video training and exclusive downloads you can't get anywhere else. We would love to give you that, help you improve your show and uh, join the community. So thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Jerry. Thank you, Eric.